I get a lot of questions about who I am, where I come from, my background. And I figured I'd just jump on this morning so that as my points of connection expand, that uh, others will be able to just kind of tap in and learn a bit more. So my journey started um, with a spiritual connection. I grew up in a, a very religious family devoted in the Christian tradition in Texas. And I found a lot of joy, the seventh of eight children. My parents have been married near 50 years now. And um, the question was always, what is spirit saying? There was always an, an inner seeking. And so that question was ruminating constantly, daily. Along with that was also music. Um, my family's very musically inclined, so we'd all perform and play. And for a long time as a young kid, being an introvert and empath, not looking for attention in the spotlight at all, <laughs> I um, kind of avoided all the opportunities. My, my dad, a preacher and a musician and a phenomenal songwriter in his own right, my mother with a great voice, and all of my siblings, my three brothers and four sisters, all great singers and uh, instrumentalists as well. I avoided it for a long time. And somewhere around the age of 11, after turning down maybe a dozen instruments or so, <laughs> I was in the back seat of a special, you know, musical concert performance and I heard my dad for the first time play guitar. He was primarily a, a pianist a, or an, organ, an organist. And um, I was actually in the back pew playing tic-tac-toe with my sister at the time, not paying attention because, you know, I'm 11. As soon as I heard the first notes on the guitar, it was like something took over me. It was like, at this point, I was literally running from music so hard that uh, I didn't even know what a guitar was, even though we had several instruments around. And I was just laser focused on my dad as he was playing the tones, the timbres, the vibration, the sound struck, for lack of a better word, a chord with me. And after that service, we went home and I asked my dad, it's like, hey, I, I think I want to learn how to play. And at this point, even though, you know, he really wanted all of his children to, to play an instrument and sing because that was his passion, he he'd kind of you know, um, low-key kind of given up on me. <laughs> and so he was very skeptic. But um, I knew in that moment that I was going to play music and it was going to be a very important part of my life for the rest of my life. And so I sat down in our kitchen in the corner with a little amp. He showed me a couple of chords and I sat there until I had them down. Probably like three or four hours and went to bed. And that was the beginning of my musical journey. But there was also another thought I had in the following weeks. And I realized that this thing that I was so deeply afraid of, being in front of people, performing, playing, people seeing me, was actually created to my greatest joy. I loved playing the guitar. I still love playing the guitar. 
sometimes I'll pick it up and just the sound alone is so resonant. I'll be moved to tears, tears of joy. I'm just connected to that instrument. And it's not about my playing. It's not about, it's not an ego thing. It's literally the sound. I'm not even in that space with the instrument. So that propelled me in my life. There was a strong lesson there that fear is connected to joy. And they're two sides of the same coin. And our job is to figure out a way within balance, within reach of what we have available to us, <laughs> to get close enough to that coin to flip it over from fear to joy. And so playing music my whole life, there's always been this connection of music and spirituality. And um, as I got older, I eventually ended up in college studying jazz and learning all the ways that uh, you can manipulate the sound, learning music theory, the colors, the tones, the timbres, I won't bore you with the specifics because this isn't a music lesson, but one of my favorite lessons with my teacher was that you can make anything sound good <laughs> if you have a conscious idea behind it. And so, you know, we had the, all the, of the consonant sounds, the do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, essentially that worked with the chord structure, the harmonic structure of the song. But then there were the five notes for an oversimplified version, the sharps and flats that weren't in that structure. And we spent the whole hour just purposefully finding those bad notes, the tension, and making them <laughs> sound marvelous, <laughs> creating beautiful harmonic ideas that weren't necessarily in the consonants, but they created such hmm, breath, and depth of sound, attention and a release. And I toyed with that forever. I just love the idea. It's like a, there's really only one scale and it's all the notes, all the tones, all the colors. It's chromatic and they're all beautiful. Some resonate more than others. And um, some we have to figure out the conscious intentional way to use them so that they too can sound good. Even when the harmonic structure of our life may not easily resonate with those particular colors. And I love that. That was my lesson in jazz and music, but it was a lesson in life. Because every experience comes to teach us to give us the opportunity to choose, right? Oftentimes we feel like the choice has been made for us and we relinquish our power for falling victim to our life and our experience. And while there are some things that we definitely are tangibly, physically a victim to, the internal, mental, emotional freedom, no one can take away, right? But in certain spaces in our life, it's very sensitive. And we haven't yet learned how to take those dissonant notes, right? And make those two sound good. And that's much of what our journey is about. Life will often handle us situations that are outside the realm of our experience and understanding so that we can expand. So I noticed that in my own life, when I am given these opportunities, right, there's still the initial reaction of, oh no, 
resistance. That hurts. I don't want to experience that. But if I can take a moment to breathe and recognize, okay, this is triggering something in me. And this is a button, a switch that I want to deactivate and recalibrate. So I breathe. I get grounded. Maybe I go for a walk. Maybe I meditate. Maybe I play guitar. Maybe I journal. And... Once I'm grounded, I can witness it objectively and ask a heart question, right? What is my heart saying? What does my heart want me to know about my life or the situation? Or one of my favorite new questions from Michael Bernard Beckwith is, if the circumstances in my life never changed around whatever is coming up right now, what qualities within me would have to emerge so that I might feel peace. So, you know, recognizing these lessons of fear and joy are two sides of the same coin. That every note, every color, every experience can be beautiful if you know how to perceive it and have a conscious intention behind the experience is essentially one of my greatest lessons in jazz school. And, you know, along the way, I was still very much an introvert, still very much an empath, feeling everyone's energy, feeling overwhelmed at times, finding ways to cope, finding ways to manage, and still somewhat feeling a victim to those gifts because we live in a society that is dominated by extrovertism and being outspoken is championed and um, seen as right, right? It, it becomes a dualistic thing. Taking time to kind of look within and one of the common questions for a long time in my life is, when is it my turn to speak? I felt like there was no room, right? That was a belief that I had held because one of the byproducts in my upbringing with being the youngest, well, the seventh of eight children and having many um, older, more mature, and stronger voices around me. Um, sometimes I felt like my opportunities to speak had been squelched. Eventually I realized, while there were tangible moments where there definitely wasn't audible room to speak, me asking or feeling like I needed permission to was my own undoing of myself. It was a belief that I held that wasn't serving me. So I began to work with it. I began to release it. I began to show up more intentionally. And I must admit at first it was quite cumbersome. <laughs> you know, arguments, um, misunderstandings. But that is the way we learn, right? We have to allow ourselves the opportunity to experience and the grace within our relationships to um, trust ourselves and also trust the other, to be vulnerable with us, to explore this space that we've yet to explore together. And um, so through that process, I begin to find my voice as an individual and also as a creative 
And I realized that so much of who I am involves a deep practice of surrender to the unknown. Just like um, the day in the backseat of the church when I heard an instrument that I was blind to before that moment. And as I dove into that world, I found my greatest joy, my greatest bliss. I found a piece of myself that I didn't know existed. And the same is true for many of us. Many times the reason that we are struggling with stress, anxiety, and depression is because there's a part of us that has been suppressed and overlooked, generally because of our fear. And so when we surrender our fear and surrender to the beginner's mind, surrender to a new experience, a new perspective, then things change. <laughs> but it's not an overnight thing. And I think that's where many of us struggle. Our society has an idea that is loud right now, that we all should take the 30-day diet and we'll lose that weight and for the rest of our life we'll be thin, <laughs> right? The immediate results, sickness. But anything worth having takes time because we have to embrace the change, the pace of change that life offers, right? Which is the seasons. <laughs> when we're in winter, it's cold for too long. And when we're in summer, how did it get so hot, right? And that's kind of the nature of our being. We, we live for change, but we also resist it. And so it's learning how to embrace the fact that we are here to change embrace that we are here to embody a certain amount, a balance, a temperance between insecurity and internal security. Being secure in body and mind, trusting our ability to self-regulate, but at the same time surrendering to that which we will never have control over, which is life itself. So it's, it's really an opportunity each day. What will you choose? What will you create? Are you a product of your environment or is your environment a product of you? <laughs> uh, in this moment, I'm realizing that as I share that quote, I can earnestly say, um, or sincerely say, that um, my life is now a product of me. I have the freedom, I've created opportunities for myself, and trusted life co-created these opportunities to actually live a life where I get to travel, connect with people on my own terms, really the conditions of my heart and my higher self, share in a way that serves the collective, but is so sustainable that your love and light that you reflect back the opportunity to be of service is just as soul fulfilling as what is received on your end and in that way we rise together so those are a few pieces of my story and we'll call this part one of 
an expanding series. I don't know how <laughs> how many uh, parts there'll be to sharing of uh, my past, but I'll share more as it resonates. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hello Beautiful Souls. And thank you to each of the supporters of this podcast and all of my content. If you'd like to support my creations, you can do so at patreon.com backslash a soul called Joel. Or if you're looking for some tools to get connected to your heart space and reconnect to your truth, you can try my Rise Journal. It is my meditative journaling practice for self-actualization. It's available at Amazon. Or if you're looking for more support with implementing some of the ideas and perspectives that I share here on this podcast, let's connect. Reach out for a heart-to-heart life coaching session with me. Links to all of these things available at a soul called joel.com. Until next time, may your personal healing be a part of the collective healing, bringing us all closer to wholeness and a brighter day. Sending you all much love and light.